Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. I plead. I plead the blood. There are some problems in life, some challenges, some difficulties that are so great that it calls for an agent. And the agent that we as believers have is Jesus and the blood that we can plead over anything, over everything, be it cancer, be it sickness, be it tragedy, be it disease, the blood, the blood of Jesus. Amen, amen, how I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we thank God for our men's choir. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for them, along with our praise band, uh, how God, it, by His Spirit, makes us alive, transforms an environment. When discouragement settles in because of heinous crimes and activities against humanity, God is the one who revives and restores us. Well, there is a word from the Lord. If you would, join me in the book of Ezra. The book of Ezra. Old Testament. Ezra, chapter 9. Ezra, chapter 9. If you can't find Ezra, go to your table of content. If you have my Bible, go to page 451. Ezra chapter 9. If you have your Bibles or your electronic devices, and join me, verse 8. We're going to read verse 8 and 9. Ezra chapter 9, verse 8 and 9. And it reads this way from the New King James Version. And now... For a little while, while grace has been shown from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a peg in his holy place, that our God may enlighten our eyes and give us a measure of revival in our bondage. For we were slaves, yet our God did not forsake us in our bondage. But he extended mercy to us in the sight of the kings of Persia to revive us, to repair the house of our God, to rebuild its ruins, and to give us a wall in Judah and Jerusalem. Please pray with me. Dear God, we thank you for your word and the truth that abides within it. Use now this moment where you open our hearts and our minds to understand 
what you would have for us to know. Lord, stand in me that the proclamation of the gospel and of the text that has been read reveals the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may have your seats. For just for a moment, I want to tag this text, Ezra chapter 9, verses 8 through 9, Revival for Survival. Revival for Survival. You also know that that banner our pastor has established Psalms 80, verse 18, then I will not turn back from you. Revive us, and we will call upon your name. In both passages of Scripture, that word revive, revival, appears. And what we can know without going any further is that revival is an act that God does in us. He does that in the believer. He does that in the Christian. And apart from the work of God, you cannot experience revival in your life. Obsessively punctual FedEx executive Chuck Nolan, played by Tom Hanks, he's en route to an assignment in Malaysia when his plane crashes over the Pacific Ocean during a storm. The sole survivor of the flight Chuck washes ashore on a deserted island. When his efforts to sail away and contact help fails, Chuck learns how to survive and revive himself on an island. He remains there for years, accompanied by only his handmade volleyball friend named Wilson, you may remember the story of Castaway, that movie. And so the book of Ezra, we find ourselves in this backdrop of the prophet Jeremiah, where he has given a warning to Israel time and time again that consequences will befall them if they continue to abandon the word of God, the law of God. Jeremiah warns them that if they continue to disobey God, act in opposition to God, judgment would come. And judgment would come in the form of them being taken into captivity, them being subject to another nation, which was the Babylonians. And during that time, they would experience trials and tribulations. Well, it happened. 
And for 70 years, the Israelites experienced exile, loss, and displacement. And now here in the book of Ezra is the return. The return back to the homeland and the petition made to God that God would revive us. God would restore us. God would bring us back. It was a tumultuous period in the life of the Israelis, Israelites. And so Ezra's words here come at a strategic time. And as we stand here two years or so after a global pandemic, the words for us to be revived come also at a strategic time. And for you and I to experience revival so that we might survive these days, these last days, it's important that you and I know how to connect with God and walk with God, forsake our sin and experience his grace, his mercy that leads to restoration and rebuilding. It is only through God that we can experience revival, revival. And so I, my goal today is really to, to walk you through the steps of what it takes to experience revival so that you might be able to survive. Because I don't know the challenges that you are experiencing on your job. I don't know the problems and the complications in your household. I don't know the difficulties that you encounter from day to day. But there is a God who knows. And who has power to come to your aid. But, 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 but there is something, there is something that you and I have to do first. This prayer, these words of Ezra unto the Lord shows us that you might be subject to God's judgment. But God always has hope extended for you. And to experience revival is to come into contact with the hope that God has for your life. No matter what you might do, no matter what you have done, no matter what difficulties you face because of what you've done, because of your decisions, God is a God of grace and mercy and he extends hope, hope for you. And so Ezra, a scholar and teacher, he was the one upon whom God's hand had rested to share with the people that they have to come back to him. They have to forsake their sin in order to experience revival. And the book of Ezra is a chronicle of hope and restoration for Christians today. Has your life been scarred by sin and rebellion are you looking for something that will provide you with direction and purpose look no further because the story of Ezra is here to give you a glimpse of how God works to restore and revive his people even after they had wandered 
away from him. You can experience revival today. And so you may be asking yourself, what do I do when I am away from God? If you trusted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, God has the capacity to work in your life and restore you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, God still has the power, the capacity, the ability to draw you to himself. So no matter what condition you are in right now, God still has power to bring you unto himself. But, but there is something that you and I have to do first. And I want to share with you the first thing that you have to do is repent. Repent. Because repentance is forsaking sinful living in order to return to come back to God. Recognize your sin. Admit it to God. And turn away from it. Because this is what it means to repent. Here in the book of Ezra, the Israelites here, they had some issues. And the issue was that despite God's law about not marrying with the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the Moabites, and all of these other tribes and people who were not like the people God had called out from the world. They did it anyway. They intermarried with groups that opposed God, that didn't honor God, that didn't uh, uh, abide by God's law, and that intermarrying brought them into a lifestyle that was contrary to God. And it was because of their association with these godless people, they began to do godless things. And so, think about yourself. What associations do you have with ways, beliefs, thinking, lifestyles that are contrary to God. What associations, what are the things that you have come into union with and you know that they are opposed to God's will, God's way, and God's word? What, what, what are the associations? You know, it's, it's really not easy to, to end up in a marriage. You know, it, it does take some processes to go through to end up in a marriage, right? You, 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 you have to first admit that you like the person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and then you have to spend some time with the person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And 
you and that other person have to come into an agreement that you all will spend the rest of your time, the rest of your life together. Mm -hmm. It's really not just snapping your finger where you end up in a marriage. Now, I'd like for you to think about that finger that you know is oppositional to God and oppositional to his way, it's really not easy to end up in that thing. Because at first, you have to agree that you like it. And then you have to spend some time with it. And so whatever the sin is, whatever the act of disobedience is, we have to change how we think about it and recognize that it is opposed to God. We must come into agreement and see it as God sees it. The world may say, oh, getting drunk and drinking and all of that, 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 that lifestyle, clubbing and all of that. All of that you see on TV, I could say TV, but that's the easy way out. But all of that that you see that's contrary to God, how much of that have you accepted and embraced? And where those things occur in your life, we got to do some, we got to do some repentance. And, and the call the revival, a couple things that the pastor has said, and I don't have my notes here, but uh, 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 gambling. I'm just calling my pastor. I'm just calling mine. Uh, he also talked about, uh, uh, you know, this, this, this idolatry, idolatrous ways. Being, being, uh, looped in, you know, there's this thing today about energy, <laughs> negative energy, bad energy, and going to Michael's and get you some sage, and then you light that thing on fire, and all that chemical toxins coming from that, you just wave it around your room, and that is supposed to make your space in your environment. Y'all, don't y'all know that's witchcraft? Don't, don't, don't you know that you are meddling in the demonic? But, 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 but what is it? What are those things? What are those ways that you see in the world and you say, I like it? And therefore, you embrace it. You, you practice it. You spend time engaged in it. This is what we have to repent from in order to experience revival. We cannot experience revival if you don't agree like God says that this is sin. You, you, you can't come into his restoration for your life spiritually, emotionally, even physically unless we agree with God that our behaviors and our actions and our ways are contrary to God, he calls here that, that, that the intermarrying with the pagans needs to come to an end in order for revival to come. The scripture says in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all 
unrighteousness. Revival begins with repentance. And repentance has long played a key role in spiritual revival. For you and I to be revived, we must take the first step of repentance. Without repentance, revival is not possible. Therefore, true revival requires us to recognize our sinfulness and ask God for forgiveness. We must take the responsibility for our actions and humble ourselves and turn away from the things that separate us from God. This requires that we got to do an honest assessment. And so I don't, I don't have to, I build surveys for a living. And I don't have to survey you right now. You survey your own self. And assess where are you standing with God? And where in your life are you not standing with God? Is it in your giving? Is it, is it in your loving or failure to love? Are you always uh, uh, angry at somebody and everybody? Are you cussing and fussing a little bit too much? Are you impatient on the road? And you just a snap away from raging, road raging. Where in your life do you need to bring it under the word of God so that God might bring revival into your life? Understand this about sin. Sin doesn't live in one compartment. It doesn't live just in this area, one single solitary area. Any place where sin is in your life is a place that is holding you back from experience revival for all of your life. Get rid of the sin. So in order to experience revival, we got re to repent. We got to repent. But that's not the only thing that, that, that you have to do. Go back to the scriptures here in, in verse 8. In verse 8, and now for a little while, while grace has been shown from the Lord our God, God has them in captivity. Generation upon generation lived in Babylonian captivity, imprisoned, jailed, restricted from freedom. Doing what they wanted to do, living how they wanted to live, shackled, burdened, and it could have been worse. God could have allowed them to be wiped off, but Ezra acknowledges something, that even in judgment, God's grace prevailed. And even in your greatest life difficulties, God's grace still prevails. And God shows us his mercy even when times are tough. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God shows us mercy when we are going through our difficulties, even when we have caused it ourselves. And so that, that mercy provides an opportunity for us to be restored. 
So the second thing that you need to be mindful of is that, that when you repent, respond. Respond favorably. Respond positively to God's invitation for restoration. You can be revived and you can be restored. But you have to respond favorably. When God gives you the opportunity, you confess your sin. Now, it's time to do something. You, that temptation rises up again. This, this right now is a time to do something. Will you make the decision to continue to disobey God? Or will you make the decision that says, mm -mm -mm, I'm not going to give in to that. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make that decision. I'm not going to take that thing. I'm not going to do what my impulse and what my flesh is calling me to do because I want to. I choose to walk in God's restoration. It reminds me, and I'm praying for those, those who, who are recovering from uh, alcoholism particularly because it reminds me of a little token that... that if, if, uh, if a person is recovering, I've seen this, that, that there's a little token. And they put that token on the table. They put that token on the table. So that when a server comes by and you see their little token, you know that this person is, 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 is responding favorably to sobriety. And therefore, therefore, the server knows that this cue here is I'm not going to offer them the, the, the wine list. I, I'm, I'm not going to put a situation before them. And so the question that I have to you is how are you choosing to respond favorably to God's grace and mercy after you have repented from your sin? Do we find ourselves tripped up in the sin again or are we finding ourselves saying, God, you delivered me You've had mercy on me, and I know that if I make this decision, if I choose to go down this road, it's going to lead to destruction. It's going to lead to being separated from you. But I am going to respond favorably and positively to the joy that you bring when I make a decision for you. You have to respond favorably. And the thing is that, that, that when you respond favorably to God, it fulfills you in ways that no other thing on this earth can. I'm reminded that, that nothing in the world compares to the love of Christ Jesus. Nothing. And, and you can't get so far away from God without thinking that there is something greater in this world than the love that he offers. And that, that, that there is nothing in this world that deprives you from the joy of being in right standing with God. You, you've probably been there that, that when you have disobeyed God and forsake God and then, then sorrow fills your soul. Bitterness and, and crushing defeat comes in 
It reminds me of David in Psalms 51, how he knew he had disobeyed God. He knew he had offended God. And so he comes to God with a broken and contrite heart, pleading that God would restore him, pleading that God would, re, would, would, would give him the spirit again, enliven him. And that is the grace and mercy because restoration is an act of God's grace and God's mercy. You control whether or not you repent. God controls the process of your restoration. And so when God affords you, another way of saying it is, if you don't die in your sin and you have an opportunity to get right, respond favorably and do right. Please, God, come into the love that he brings. And so Ezra acknowledges this, that, that while grace had been shown from the Lord God, that, that God left a, a remnant because throughout all of history, of God's people, they, didn't, they weren't always getting it right, y'all. With Moses, they didn't get it right. And they wandered in the wilderness. With, with Joshua, they didn't get it right. With, with David, he didn't get it right. And the nation, therefore, didn't get it right. All throughout the Old Testament, and even into the new, God's People are not getting it right. Even today, we don't get it right. You don't get it right. I don't get it right. But God gives us the opportunity to be restored. And that is a show of his grace and his mercy. And so, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond to the grace that God shows towards you will you reject that grace or will you accept that grace will you embrace that grace will you come into the love and mercy that God has for you because in doing so we regain the closeness to the Lord God wants you to be close to him. In fact, in the creation of mankind, God and man had a close relationship, and it was sin, the willful decision to disobey God that separated man and God. But thank God for Jesus. Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And through faith in him, you can experience that connection, that reunion, and that restoration with God, what areas in your life need restoration? Is it physically? God can handle it. Is it emotionally? God can handle it. Is it spiritually? God can handle it. Whatever concerns you, wherever you need God to show up right now in your life, he can do it today. So that you might regain closeness to our Lord. 
and realize his grace because his grace and mercy towards us is exceeding and that is where we find the joy and fulfillment of relationship with him. And so not only that, not only that, if you have your Bibles in John 14, John 14 and 6, we hear what Jesus says. Jesus says this in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me for you and I to experience restoration is only through Christ Jesus. And so, recommit yourself to God's plan for your restoration through Christ Jesus, our Lord. You can experience restoration right now. Because there is nothing in this world that can bring you into that right place to experience God's love, God's grace, God's mercy, except through Christ Jesus. No matter where you are, what you have done, what transpired in your life, all roads to restoration lead through Jesus. And you can experience that today. And I, I, I love, I love this about restoration. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 3, it says this. It says, as God says this. In fact, I'm going to start at the first one uh, in, in Deuteronomy 30. Now it shall come to pass, when all of these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have said before you, and you and and you call them to mind among the nations where the Lord your God drives you. Verse 2. And you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice. According to all I have commanded you today, you and your children with all your heart, with all your soul, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you. And gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. When you respond to God's restoration, God has a way of restoring you in less time. He can multiply your fruitfulness when you return back to him. There are some things that you can't be able, you can't calculate what happens when you respond in obedience and favor to God because God will ensure that the time that you lost the productivity that you lost the whatever that you've lost when you return to him he will work it out in your favor that you might be restored and he can do it in the less time that it would take for you to do it what are you dealing with today what is the challenge that you have what problems beface you what challenges stand before you give it to God and let 
God be the one who relieves you. Let God be the one who restores you. Let God be the one who makes your life fruitful because in yourself and of yourself, you cannot do it. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that recommitting ourselves to Christ Jesus allows us to experience all that God has for you and I. How do I know? Because of the cross. I know that God has power to redeem and to make whole because of the cross. What do I mean? I mean that Jesus hung on the cross for your sins and mine. And they whipped him, they beat him, they spat upon him, they criticized him even on the cross. And Jesus gave up the ghost. He gave up his life on the cross. And from that cross, they brought his body down. And they put his body in a borrowed tomb. And from the cross, his body went to a borrowed tomb. And for three days, he stayed in that borrowed tomb. But the story of the cross doesn't end in a borrowed tomb. Three days later, one early Sunday morning, my Jesus got up with all power in his hand. Oh, yes. And because of the cross and the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead, you and I can experience restoration. And God can do more in your life better than you can do apart from God. So I invite you right now to repent, to come and respond favorably to God's invitation of grace and mercy so that you might experience restoration. And then re-engage yourself in God's plan so that you might be able to rebuild. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.